Hello and welcome to Kun, the journey to be. My guest today is a former radio presenter, TEDx speaker, and creator of Life Beat podcast. In the past year, she has been vocal through her social media accounts about her struggle with body image and weight. She's with us today and she will share her journey to building a healthy relationship with herself and her body. Sally Musa, thank you for joining me and for taking the time to be on this podcast. I think the the only positive thing that came out of this pandemic was maybe giving giving a lot of people the chance to slow down and being able to see that life was not all about working all the time every day nonstop it's exactly there's more to that and just to be able to enjoy the little things like a lot of my clients because they couldn't travel and everybody needed vacation and I was encouraging people to take vacation towards the summer because everybody was burning out and yeah. I would just say treat being in Dubai like a vacation um explore new restaurants it, do what you do when you travel but just do it in the UAE and it was a chance for a lot of people to do that and and connect with the UAE a little bit more than just this is the place where I work and as soon as I have a vacation I'm on a plane out out of the country exactly and it just makes you you know notice the things that you take for granted every mm-hmm. day you know that the the amazing place that we live in and how beautiful it actually is and, yes. and just kind of you know, not think, oh, you know, it's just, it's just Dubai or it's just the UAE. It's just whatever. It's actually amazing. It's beautiful. And just everything is amazing. Yeah. You know, even, I mean, I live, you know, pretty close to the beach and just even going to the beach and just enjoying that and just feeling the sand between your toes and just watching the sunset or whatever. Like it's, it's magic. It's really mm-hmm. magic. It's not a small thing, you know, no, it isn't. Honestly, what I keep saying is that I am so grateful to have gone through this pandemic in the UAE because this is the best country in terms of having gone through it. It didn't feel unsafe at any point. The measures were taken in a way that that didn't feel suffocating, but at the same time were were effective. I'm very grateful to the experience of sitting out the pandemic here rather than anywhere else in the world. 100%. I mean, that's exactly right. One of the things that we take for granted, we don't realize how hard everybody else has it. Yes. Um, compared to us, it's huge difference. So I agree with you 1 million percent. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So let's get into it. So I don't, I don't want to waste a lot of your time. But the reason why I wanted to, to have this conversation is that obviously I follow you on Instagram and you, you're you uh, quite an inspiration. But also um, you've recently spoken about your relationship with your body and your relationship with food and your maybe your struggles with weight throughout your life. And and it was that post that you that you posted like a few months ago that had to do with I had to change my relationship with myself, food and body in order to feel more comfortable. And I think um, that was quite interesting for me um, from, a psychologi- from a psychologist perspective who works with eating disorders, just because you say that to clients all the time, but they get frustrated with you because they want to 
come into this. They want you to give them solutions on how to, quote unquote, lose weight, but not lose their sanity, which the two don't go together most of the time. Um, and, and I thought it would be really, really interesting to have this conversation with you as someone who's not a psychologist, but also quite inspiring to a lot of women here in the UAE and internationally, I think, because I see your followers, you have followers everywhere. So I think you're quite uh, inspirational. So I just wanted to start with, with this simple question of what, what is the history of your relationship with your with food and your body and when did that start being quote unquote when did you start to feel like it was maybe dysfunctional um so okay so growing up I'm Arab from an Arab background and you know Iraqi specifically and you know for us as Arabs like life revolves around food life happens around food and you know it's whether it's your mother's cooking or your grandmother's cooking or whatever it is you know for me it was growing up and just um that's how that's how we show love we show love with food you know um so like every occasion whether it's whether we're happy whether we're sad whether we're um celebrating or you know commiserate whatever it is there's always got to be food and a lot of it mm-hmm. and so you know I grew up like many people um you know from that kind of a cultural background just relating food to emotions Right. So, you know, it's very much like whatever the emotion is, there's got to be food to go with it. You know, if I'm happy, I'm going to eat. If I am sad, I'm going to eat if, you know, whatever it is. And, and, um, so I love that. And, and a lot of our food is very nourishing and it's beautiful, but we kind of maybe tend to go overboard in terms of how much it is, you know, how much, how much we consume. Um, and the fact that it's so related to emotion, you know, and, and you're kind of sometimes almost like, oh, you know, you have to finish your plate. If you don't finish your plate, you're not a, a, a good kid or, you know, whatever it is, you know, we're taught that, right? Yeah. A lot of us are taught that. Um, but also, so I grew up in the early 80s and I was thinking about this too. I grew up in the early 80s and well, I was very small back then. And like one of my earliest memories is uh, we lived in Kuwait and I remember, like, this is so vivid. I think about it a lot. It's so vivid. But, like, being in the back of the car um, and and having some fried chicken, and I kid you not, this is the thing. Like, you have to remember, like, so fast food wasn't a thing, you know, in the Middle East. And it kind of came in the late 70s, early 80s kind of thing, right? So it was this new novelty and it was wonderful and it was great and whatever. And I remember like we particularly loved fried chicken. That was my thing. I was not into burgers or pizza or whatever. And um, we would just go and drive. There were no drive throughs here. <laughs> you'd go and drive to the restaurant and order your food and you take it home. But I couldn't like this, the smell just overcame me. Like, and I would just eat it in the back of the car and like still to this day, that's my thing. That's my weakness, right? That I just, I love that. And so, you know, just things like that. So so the whole idea, the novelty behind fast food and that kind of thing. So all of that kind of added up, I guess, mm-hmm. um, you know, like when I was little. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me as well, it's since I was really little, I was always the tallest one. And so like, a 
you know, a bit overweight or whatever, but I was always called, you know, the fat kid and, you know, I wore glasses and I was just such a nerd at school. So I was just made to stand out like a, a sore thumb, right? This really long black thick hair and, you know, just, so it was like a recipe for disaster, for school disaster, you know, always being called fat and that kind of thing. And, and it was just, you know, so from those things are just from a very young age and I had Barbie dolls and, and I had 12 I had 12 Barbie dolls, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, and that was the, the era of the golden era of Barbie, if you yes. like. And, and it was just like had the house and everything. So I saw these dolls and, and I was really into fashion and drawing and, and fashion illustration and, and looking through fashion magazines. And I just always remember how much I loved that. I loved fashion and I loved that world, but I knew that I could never fit into it. Like I just knew it was like, I love that. And that's like aspirational and beautiful and amazing, but that's not me. I'm not part of that. And I never will be. That was my idea. So it was just like, yeah, okay. I see all of that, but I'm never going to be in that. And, you know, um, I think for me, you know, growing up and especially as you go through high school, particularly, you're just like, you're really hyper aware, um, of those kind of things. And I remember seeing myself, you know, around the other girls and thinking, I'm, how come I'm not thin? How come I can't be thin? How come I can't, like, that was just a constant thing in my mind and going, Mm -hmm. how come I can't fit into this size? And how come I can't weigh this much? And it was just this constant, constant battle and, and constant shaming as well of just, oh, well, I'm, you know, this size and it's just, like it was just like almost resigned to just being that person who was always going to be heavy, always going to be fat and always going to be whatever. And just, you know, the kids saying it and just feeling it and seeing it everywhere I go that I wasn't fitting into the clothes in the shop that, you know, I wasn't looking a certain way. It just always reinforced. And so those feelings of just feeling never, ever, ever enough, Mm-hmm. were just the only way that I knew how to deal with it was how? With food, <laughs> of course. Yes. You know, I was the queen of eating my feelings and that's all I would want to do. It was just like a losing battle. It's like, why bother? So then I would just go and eat and eat and eat and finish off like a whole cheesecake in one sitting or whatever it is. Do you know, like, so it was just this Vicious cycle. Food. Yeah, that just kept... Yes. going and going when I was younger. Yeah. Um, so it was very much like that. I have definitely, I agree with you with food being related to emotions and, um, and it's always encouraged for people to just, uh, try to understand what is the meaning for food beyond, because as you said, in every culture in the world, you find rituals surrounding their events and their food. Christmas has a, has, uh, uh, a menu, just as Eid has a menu, and 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 it's amazing, and that goes to every culture in the world. But I also know that one of the things that really um, caught my attention is what you said, and it reminded me of something. Um, you we when you're happy, you eat; when you're sad, you eat. But then, when when you're a child, I think I don't know if that applies to other cultures, but um, I'm Egyptian, so 
in our culture, my dad, I would see my dad every time I start crying about something and give me something to eat. I see him do that with my niece and my nephew now. Um, let me get you something. So you could see it's not only that the, the subliminal message was not only that food solves it all. It was also that feelings are so uncomfortable. Let me, let me give you something. Don't, don't, yes. don't show feelings. Don't feel, don't, don't, don't express. Yes. Just let me give you something oh to put that down. 100%. What like more than 100%. And I think this, that particular thing goes across cultures. Yes. Um, really, um, definitely. I know, I know that a lot of parents, they, you know, they give treats, you know, we call them, we call them treats. They're like rewards or whatever. And, you know, if, if you're good, I'll give you a treat. Or if you're sad, oh, here's an ice cream or here's a, a candy or whatever to kind of hush them. You know, after you go to the doctor, it used to be, and some still do it. They will give you sweets after yeah. you go to the doctor because you've been like traumatized or whatever, you know. And so we have that. And the funny thing is it's like this incredible you know, on, on the, the like double-edged sores because on the one hand you're taught that food is beautiful, food is wonderful, it's a treat and it's a reward. And then on the other hand, you're shamed for it. You're shamed for eating it. You're shamed for your food choices. You're shamed when you, when the weight shows from the food that you've been eating. So it's just, it was you're like this. for liking it. Like, yes. For the longest time I was ashamed to say I'm a foodie. Because, yes. oh my God, that's, how, is, how are people going to interpret that? Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I've, I've never wanted to say I, I like food. fried chicken. Like, it's just insane. It is insane. Like, you know, and to be seen, to be eating, like, yes. that, that's like, oh, I don't want people to see me eating. And, yeah. you know, it's just, it's crazy, you know. And then, so like, you know, I was doing like, you know, food replacement things and diets, like, you know, easily like when I was 14, 15, like, so it's just, it starts on this really toxic relationship. And then you have no idea. You think it's, people keep telling you, and this is the worst thing that weight is about calories in and calories out. It has got nothing to do with food and calories, nothing. How much you weigh and how you feel about your body and your weight and all of that has nothing to do with the amount of calories that you're taking in. And I just like, I think that's just the biggest lesson that I've had out of all of this that, you know, and, and this only happened, like this only happened last year, like 2019 was the first time where I went, okay, I'm going to start like looking at my relationship with food and my body and, and what's behind all of it. Because that's where it all really is. It's got nothing to do with the food. The food, the food is just a thing. It's an inanimate object. It's just there. You consume it. It can give you energy. It cannot. You know, it it the way we consume and the way that food affects us has everything to do with our intention and our how we use it. So the, we have to go back to us. And then, you know, that was the thing. And I, I think. For me in 2019, so I'm lucky because, you know, in my work, I'm surrounded by experts who, you know, fitness experts and, you know, like uh, diet experts and everybody, you know, are around me and, and they want to give me advice and they want to help me and they want because they can see me struggling. And I will say, you know, I'm really struggling with this. And while at the same time, just still like completely, you know, I was saying in that post that you referred to on social media that I just disconnected from my body. Mm -hmm. I just had given up. 
I'd just yeah. pretty much given up. I was just like, I'm not going to be in this thing where I'm going to try so hard to lose weight. And, you know, I still would have thoughts where I'm like resenting people around me. You know, how come she gets to have an ice cream and it doesn't, doesn't matter on her. It doesn't show on her, whatever, like stuff like that. I was just done. I was done with that thing of just round and round and round and lose the weight and put it back on. And I was like, it doesn't matter if I lose it because I'm, I'm going to put it back on. That was my thought. Like, uh, so I was in the wrong place. <laughs> um, and interestingly, you know, because I, I've done, you know, like the, of like a bunch of different diet programs and whatever before. And, you know, the ones where you go to the meetings and the ones yeah. where you weigh in and you do all of that. I remember one time, it's really interesting. Um, this, this one time, and you know, this is one of the most popular diet programs. So I'd started doing it and then it was like my wedding anniversary or something. And I went into the meeting and I was telling, you know, this, this person that the, um, the meeting leader, and I was saying, oh, you know, over the weekend, we'd had this beautiful dinner for our anniversary and we'd had this chocolate that was, you know, the cacao was like roasted on rose petals and it was amazing. Yeah. And it was fantastic. And she goes to me, I hope you didn't have something too naughty. And it just kind of like stood out in my head. It was like, I'm telling you about this beautiful meal and whatever. And you're like, I hope you didn't have something that was too naughty. Like her, like the way she'd phrased it. And, you know, at that time as well, like there's no education about the relationship between food and emotions and how we look at it. I'm like, why? Like, you know, again, it's what you were saying about demonizing food. Mm -hmm. It's bad or it's good or it's if whatever. It's and, food, then and this is bad food. Here's the list of the good food and here's the list of the bad food. Everybody has that. It's insane. Right, right. But then it was just like, you know, it's like you're shaming yeah. that food and in turn shaming the person for eating it. It's like... It was like the weirdest thing. And for some reason, that that particular comment out of all of the millions of comments just really stood in my stood out in my mind. Needless to say, I never went to another, you know, meeting again after that. I was just like, this is so stupid. Yeah. Um, just like it just is incredible to me that that's how we talk about it. You know, the mm -hmm. thing that we do every single day, at least three times a day, we eat every day. And yet we are going to, you know, demonize it and shame it. And then in turn shame ourselves oh my god I ate chocolate oh my god I ate this like come on like you and know also like, you see the trend that's going on um of having a cheat day and calling it a yeah. cheat day it's it, it, to me yeah. it's it, or a cheat meal it sounds it sounds so wrong like again this is good this is bad here's the day that I'm gonna get to do something bad so again food yeah. is demonized um yep. rather than just this is a sense one of the sensational experiences that we get to experience as humans and it's nourishing to our body. It's like, there's a completely different way that you could look mm -hmm. at it. That's that actually is the truth of what food is rather than our projections of how we want to see ourselves. That's exactly right. That is exactly it. Um, and you know, but interestingly, so, you know, the, the final, final time that I just kind of went, okay, I've got to do something now. Mm -hmm. Um, for me, it was about my health. Mm. And for me, it was just like, oh my gosh, you know, my health is really deteriorating because I'm so overweight now. And 
whatever. And, and I just, I couldn't kind of just not look at it anymore. Cause I, I was just literally just walking around in dresses that had no waistband, elasticized fabric, you know, abayas. I love abayas, but they're just the perfect thing to just hide behind right. when you don't want to think about how much you weigh and how you feel and all of that stuff. It's just, you know, khalas. it's done. And, and then it gets worse and worse because you're but not thinking more, about sorry it. Sorry to interrupt you, but it's, yeah. I feel like when you, when you, it's not only that you want to hide, it's, it's not only that it feels like, oh, I'm ashamed of that thing. So let me cover it up in that loose yes. uh, and, and, and not give. So, so the shame totally. to go into, I'm ashamed of my body and, you start hating on your body, on that vehicle that even allows more. you to have this experience. Exactly, exactly, even more. And you do, you start hating on it even more. Um, but I just had just like reached rock bottom for yeah. me. And um, I remember, I'm going to do it, I'm going to um, shout him out here. But he said to me, so he was trying to suggest these different, you know, meal plans and whatever and exercise regimes and he's a trainer so this is his thing right yeah but he said and like none of that stuff I didn't do any of that stuff but he said the first thing Sally the first thing that you need to do is write a letter to yourself okay where you need to say you need to talk to yourself and and just say how you actually feel about food how you feel about your body, how you feel about exercise, how you feel about everything, just basically put it down on paper. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this because I, I didn't know what was going to come up. And all of that shame, you know, all of the shame that I'd grown up with around food, I knew was going to come up and I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say, oh, you know, like I just, I can't lose weight. I, you know, I can't stop eating. I can't. I didn't want to say all of that stuff. And I just remember it was so, so hard to write that stuff down. Um, and, you know, that was really the first step. And I think confronting it and really, because that gave me then a chance to actually think about, um, you know, wh- what it is, what's going on behind how I eat, behind how I feel about my body, what's going on behind all of that. And that was really the very first time that I just really had thought about it and confronted it. And 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 I think that's that's my biggest advice to to people who are struggling with this issue is to do that first. Mm-hmm. And I realized it was meant to be the, the first thing and then I started a plan and whatever. But it was an entire year between writing that letter and actually starting to take action. <laughs> because, it's, you know, still, I was still holding on to all of that. And I just really had to say, that's it. I have to, I have to change this. I have to break this pattern. And, and that was the only way that it, that it all changed. And it, it changed a lot more than, than I had anticipated. You know, when I started finally addressing those issues behind my eating, behind how I feel, and actually just for the first time ever, just taking a look at myself and just honoring myself, yes, just yes. honoring this incredible body that is here exactly, and seeing it and feeling it. And that was just really the start. The body that has endured all of these diets. Like, <laughs> I look at my body and I'm like, thank you. Thank you for 
for for enduring that horrible teenage uh, early adulthood phase where it was constantly about controlling it and making it about how I wanted it to look rather than mm. what it actually looked. Mm. Exactly, exactly. Forgiving myself for going through all of that and you know mm -hmm. over and over again and just kind of going okay wait a minute let's let's start again so I mean you know very much it was it was taking it because like you said Reem a lot of people come to you they want to lose weight yeah and you know they're really frustrated by it but it's it's um you, you know like going back to that experience that I had with the weight loss group weight loss plans and I think still even now, don't make the connection between you, yourself, you, how you're going as a human being and the actual weight loss plan. Mm -hmm. So it's always like, okay, here's a weight loss plan, you know, eat one, two, three, four, five, eat this many calories, exercise this much, and you will lose weight. There is no no element in any of these plans that goes, you need to look at yourself every day and monitor yourself as in how you're going personally. Mm -hmm. What are you going through, right? How are you feeling? How are your hormones? How, you know, how the, what is your, yeah. How are you going on at work? How are you, you know, how are you going with your family? How are you, talking to yourself today how is it you know that that mindset and that you know that there's i think there's a massive mental health aspect to losing weight mm -hmm. that be there in order for it to work are you honoring yourself today are you thanking your you know i've given birth twice like that is unbelievable i know we take birth for granted it's whatever but it when you think about that process when you think about what the body goes through to give birth to another human being, to be pregnant, to be to give birth, that is unbelievable. You know, and 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 that's the worst thing that, you know, particularly for women who are mothers, we're shamed the most. Mm -hmm. to trying to get back to that pre-baby body, right? And so it's like, oh, how quickly is she gonna bounce back? Oh, it's been, and for me, that was the thing as well. Like, 10 years later, I still had that baby weight. It's like, oh my God, you know, another source of shame, you know? Exactly. But it, yeah. And the media glorification, yeah. nothing annoys me more than the pictures of J-Lo, who is an amazing artist, but just glorifying how she looks great in her 50s. How do women in their 50s feel? Because I'm in my 30s and I feel horrible. <laughs> Like, no, I don't exactly. Want to see pictures. It's that, it's that insane pressure to be exactly. like, you know, so and so. You know, not to, age, to not gain weight, to to always look like you're uh, a twenty year old. Right, right, right. Exactly. I think that's changing slowly, but not. You know, it's not changing fast enough. It's not changing fast. Um, not changing fast enough, and I think for me. It's interesting because I did start then, okay, I was like, okay, I'm going to start eating healthy. and But it was like a different way of eating healthy. It was like, okay, this food is is feeding my body and my soul and it's honoring me now. It's not a diet. 
And and for people who go to me, oh, you know, but you're eating this, but you're on a diet. I'm like, I'm not on a diet. I've never been on a diet, you know, this time around. <laughs> and, you know, hopefully this is forever now. So, but like, it's not a diet because it's, 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 this is how I am now. This is how I eat, which is part of how I am. So I'm going to, you know, I never wanted to look at myself in the mirror before. I just hated it. I didn't want photos. I didn't want to look at myself in the mirror at all. Now I just, I kind of almost like take, I take a moment. I will stop and take a moment and just look at myself and acknowledge myself and love myself. And, you know, people might go, oh, that's a bit much. Well, no, no, no. If you don't love yourself, if you're not there for yourself, it's just going to go in the opposite direction where you're just like, oh, you know, but oh, I hate that thing about myself or whatever. I just like will literally will just take a moment and just stare into my own eyes in the mirror because it's just kind of like, and I, I say that to, to those that I care about as well. Do that. Take a moment and actually look at yourself, look at yourself and just really deeply appreciate yourself like you would like somebody that you love more than anything in the whole wild world because it should be you exactly first exactly right yes and just oh and just take that moment and just deeply appreciate the beautiful miracle that really is standing before you mm-hmm. really and it and it's just to, like until it really you feel it in your soul Cause I tell you what, I mean, I was, you know, getting happy when I'd lost like two kilos, let alone 28, because I was looking at myself differently and, you know, the weight just went off. Like it came off by itself as well because I was taking care of myself. I was really prioritizing that. I was really thinking about, okay, how am I feeling today? You know, yes, I'm weighing myself and whatever, but I'm not weighing myself because I want to know the number. And initially that's what it was. I was like, oh, you know, am I going to stick to it or whatever? And I was like, no, actually what I'm going to look for now is like long-term, what are the patterns going on with my body? What's going on with my hormones? What's going on with my cycle? What's going on, you know, with whatever. I have to listen to what's going on in my body. I have to listen to what my body needs. Is it needing rest? Is it needing to get up and move? Is it needing, what am I needing? you know, and to be really curious about this body that it's so, we, we take for granted, you know, we take it for granted and, and we don't appreciate it enough, but to really get curious about, okay, well, why am I feeling this way? Or why is it looking like this? Or why do I want to eat this today? Exactly. Why you know, am I craving this food? Right. <laughs> right. And so, but then also it used to be, and I, at the beginning I was like, oh, you know, I'm really craving whatever the the fried chicken or this junk food or whatever. But then I was just like, I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to go with it. Like, yes, 80% of the time I'm eating very healthily. Right. But when I feel like it, I'm going to go with it and I'm not going to shame myself for it. I am not going to say, Oh, that was bad. That was so naughty. I have to make up for it. Whatever. No, I'm just going to enjoy it. Good Lord. I'm going to go with it and enjoy it and love it and savor it. And just, gosh, and it just, it makes, it has made the world, a world of difference, a world of difference. And, you know, it's been more than, it's like a year and a half since I started. And it just, I've found what works for me exactly. because I'm listening to myself, you know, and I've been like dealing with, different things that are going on for me in terms of my mental health and that 
helps massively because then it just, okay, it makes me, it, it changes things on so many levels. You know, I'm more mindful about what I'm doing, why I'm doing it, mm. more mindful about my choices, more mindful about, okay, do I really need to eat right now because I'm hungry or is it because I'm really stressed or because I'm really tired or, you know, because for me, I was always eating. Before this, I was like constantly eating, constantly, constantly eating. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, it just taught me to really listen and talk to my body and be like, okay, what's going on here? Okay, I'm stressed. Let's go for a walk. Okay, I'm stressed. I'm just going to like chill for five minutes, whatever, or I'm tired or I'm bored, whatever it is. And just go go with that, and and it changes the relationship. Do you like, go for in the a way. food sometimes? As in, um, do you emotionally eat sometimes? Do you allow for that as well? Do you know? I do sometimes, rarely, yes. but I feel like now, now I just really recognize it a lot more, and I'm just like sometimes I'm just literally just craving something sweet, or I'm craving chips or whatever. It's not a it's not quite attached to emotional eating. It's just that like a, it's a craving that I know that I like sometimes and I just go with it. And I'm, you know, I'm like, this is fine. But the you reason know, this I is totally- this question is because, mm. um, you know, one of the things that I always try to say is that emotional eating is healthy eating as long as it is not the only way you cope with your emotions. Just like... Right. Like everything in life, if it's if it's done in excess, in excess, then it becomes a problem. But to have a bad day and go home and decide, you know what, my dinner tonight is going to be a, a, a bar of chocolate. Go for it because you feel frustrated and you feel. If that's your habit of every night, I'm going to go home and have a bar of chocolate because I had a bad day. Then we have a problem. Right. Right. A hundred percent. You have to let. Let yourself have those moments and have those days because guess what? We're all going to have those moments and have those days. Yeah, we all, we all, for sure. I still have those moments and have those days where I'm like, ah, you know, whatever. But it's not, it's not like, you know, it used to be like, oh, this is the be all and end all and, you know, doesn't matter anymore. And yeah. And, you know, if if I have one, I may as well just have the whole packet type of thing. I feel the same way. Right. (laughs) So, you know, it's just, it's really different in, in, in that way. I think, yeah, once you're mindful and you're just thinking about it and just, and, and also even, you know, when you're having those moments again, to literally go back into the mirror and just have a moment with yourself and just go, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. You know, and just like to, to be there and just, you know, it's a whole different way of, you know, just understanding, I think, understanding yourself and being there for yourself. Do you, I think it's, 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 it's a different way to relate to yourself. Yes. Yes. Exactly. That, that, it yeah, is a whole relationship that you have within with, with, with yourself kind of shifts. The, what you're saying is that for you, it shifted a lot. Uh, but, but that shift, uh, because it included your relationship with your body as well. Um, but it's that shift in your relationship with yourself when, when, it, when it's no longer I'm doing something because this is how I would like to be viewed. It becomes... I'm doing this because this is how I want to treat myself and this is how yeah. I want to treat my body. Exactly. Exactly. It is 
you know, about really just valuing yourself and just valuing every little thing about you as well. Because mm-hmm. the more you do it, the more you notice about yourself that you didn't notice before, you know, how, how your body, you know, we talked about this before, how your body has carried you through, you know, all the way until now, but you know, other beautiful things like how beautiful your eyes are or how beautiful your hair is or how anything, whatever, you know, the, the, the contours of your face, you know, like whatever, when you do that more and more, when you, you know, you feel your body more and more, you just start to fall in love with yourself more and more. That's a big, that's a massive shift. And so when you're in that place, you, you know, you're not, you're taking care of yourself and then you're better able to take care of others. You're better able to be and to give to others, but you're also less likely to, you know, treat yourself badly again, because you've formed, you've now formed that relationship, you know, and and I just think that's, that really is the most powerful thing out of all of this. Do you feel like um, social media and influencers and all of that, how, how do you think that affected you? I mean, you, you grew up before the age of, mm. of social media and but you 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 spoke about how you it still affected you the the global image and it reminded me of like i came into awareness a little bit in the 90s and that was the the age of the kate moss and yeah. um oh, yeah. Pepper and nicole kidman with the long legs and and i i'm not tall and i'm quite curvy so <laughs> growing up it felt like what is wrong with, how can I get to that? How, how am I ever going to have legs like that? I, and, and it felt horrible. It felt like something was fundamentally wrong with me for not yeah. being able to look like these women. I think mm. the, Kardashian did a li- the, the Kardashians did a little bit of a shift there, but not a very healthy one, but at least they introduced curve to the world. Um, yeah. But still, I feel... I look at social media today and I'm always muting and, and blocking accounts of people because of the message that's being sent. I, I deem a little bit negative and you get, you, you're influenced by it, even though you don't really notice. Um, I noticed something a couple of years ago on my Facebook, cause I read a lot on um, eating disorders and I follow a lot of, a lot of stuff like that. So I read a lot about dieting and then all of a sudden, <coughs> excuse me, my feed was bombarded with this diet and this diet, and this is how you look like that. And, and within weeks, I could see myself falling into the trap of starting to diet again and starting to over-exercise very quickly. And then I stopped and I, again, blocking and, and muting all kinds of social media accounts that promote that. I want to hear a little bit about your experience with all of this. Mm. In terms of social media, social media is very, very interesting. Um, yeah, like you said, you know, when I was a teenager, this was before social media. Um, and even then, you know, I, I think it, it at that time, only thin women were seen in um, in the media, in movies, wherever, it doesn't matter. Um, on the runway, I just, you know, I remember it's it just crazy, you know, like doing fashion parades, you know, as, as somebody who was a designer or, you know, somebody who was helping backstage or whatever it was. And just looking at the women who were on the runway and just going, 
that would never be me. You know, I'm designing things that, that I could never wear or like, you know, it, it was just this weird thing. And, and now with social media, I think there's two things that have happened, particularly with, um, with filters and, 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 you know, how you can completely Photoshop your body and your image. I think at the beginning, there was a lot of that going on and we weren't wise to it. Um, and then, you know, now I've, I'm seeing, thankfully, in the last few years that we're focusing on the opposite, you know. So you've got a lot of um, amazing mm -hmm. real life curvy models that are now really prominent and really popular, you know, the likes of Ashley Graham, the likes yes. of, you know, Candace Huffine and, and so many others, um, uh, Paloma, as, as well as uh, many others who are out there doing so such beautiful, beautiful work, but representing real beauty, you know, and saying real women. you real women, right? And because you don't have to fit a certain. So by the way, I am still right now still technically plus size. Okay. I wear like a size 14, 16 currently. Okay. So I'm technically still plus size. So if I was like going, oh, I need to fit into this, you know, and my goal weight was actually less than this, but I'm happy now. So I'm done. <laughs> but like, you know, if I was like really stuck on the number and going, I need to be 60 kilos and I need to be 70 kilos or whatever, I would be like so miserable right now because my goal was a number. It wasn't my own personal well-being. Mm -hmm. So that's, again, you know, that thing of where you have to listen to your body and honor your body and what it is and how it looks because it is spectacular. You know, and you've got the likes of these amazing um, models coming out who have changed the game in fashion, who have changed the game. You know, even people like Serena Williams, I have to say. You know, going out there and just being this incredible powerhouse with a body to match. Yes. Right? Yes. You know, she is not skinny. She is not. She is not skinny. She is incredible. And it doesn't matter, you know, what anybody would say about that body. It is phenomenal. And it's hers. And she owns it. And she honors it. And she, like, puts herself out. And I love that. And we didn't have that growing up. No, so to me, yes, social media can be crazy. And, and yes, you can go down the rabbit hole, <laughs> you know, of, of, you know, like this um, diet and, and then, you know, this plastic surgery and then this and this and this. It, that's very easy to do. But I think it's, again, up to us to keep being conscious and exactly. to keep, like you said, muting the ones, muting the accounts that are just no you know, I'm going back to those people who are telling the real story mm -hmm. and we're really lucky now because we see such diverse beauty, you know, on social media, every color, every shape, every size, every, everything, every ethnicity is out there representing now in fashion, which I, my God, I wish I'd seen, I wish I had seen that growing up, you know, mm -hmm. so much. And I know now, you know, major fashion magazines are taking notice they're, you know, the, the Vogue, the, the, the US Vogue, um, their January cover with Palama on, on the cover is just breathtaking. Mm -hmm. You know, here at Vogue Arabia, they've already done, you know, those covers, you know, with real women on the cover as well. You know, that had Palama and um, Ashley Graham on the cover as well. And, you know, that was ages ago, a couple of years ago. Yes. But it's changing. 
it's changing and it's happening and we're having new conversations and we're having, you know, we're supporting each other more around that. And I feel like as well, the other thing that I think is great about social media, just like what you and I are doing here is, you know, the conversations around mental health are happening because of social media. You know, these are much wider conversations that are much more wide reaching because of social media that didn't happen, you know, before. And I think that is vitally important. And, you know, we should keep having those conversations and keep reaching out to each other and mm -hmm. keep reaching out to professionals, you know, like yourself and, and say, you know, I need to, to look at this differently. How can I reframe this? How can I, you know, treat what's going on behind, you know, what I think is happening right now? Because we all see the surface stuff, mm -hmm. but there's a lot more that's going on under the surface. Um I'm going to shout her out, Briar Jack, who's um, a, a former colleague of mine, but she's a, she's a mindfulness psychologist. Um, I love her. And she used to always tell us about social media. Don't compare yourself to pictures because you're comparing your day-to-day -to, -day to somebody's opening act. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, that picture, that one picture, you don't know how many pictures, you don't know how much time or how much effort they've put into um, to have it look like that, which is the opening act of of of, um, of a theme. So you can't really judge yourself and your rehearsals to somebody's opening act. So just let it go. It's nice. It's beautiful. But don't compare yourself to anyone. Because guess what? They're going to be having those moments too. Exactly. The moment that you are having right now, they are having those moments too. They're just not choosing to put it out on social media. They are putting out their highlight reel for you to see. That's what most of us are doing, you know, and there are moments when we are going to be vulnerable and we are going to say what's really going on, but that's very hard to do. And, you know, some people, you know, try to put, put stuff out there, you know, to look vulnerable and, but, you know, is it authentic or whatever? And it's kind of, that's an interesting discussion in and of itself, but it's mm -hmm. just, there's a lot going on behind the scenes. And, uh, you know, I think we have to just acknowledge ourselves literally just every day. Your priority has to be yourself, yourself first. Your relationship, your most important relationship has to be with you first. And if you find yourself getting anxious <gasps> going through the social media feed, it's time to stop and it's time to put it down and it's time to look at yourself in the mirror and remember, you know, to love yourself first and foremost and be there for yourself and just go, you know, you are incredible. You are amazing. You have done so much and you're about to do so much more. And this is incredible that you're here. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, I, I feel like, especially in 2020 where it's just made us realize how important the, even the littlest things are, we have to keep, we have to do that. We have to do that for ourselves and for our friends and our family and loved ones. Be there for each other. Remind each other how amazing each of us is, you know, and remind ourselves of our gifts and what's really and truly important. And I tell you what, it is definitely not a number on a scale. No. That is for sure. No. Um I mean, this is a perfect uh, closing. I just the only thing I would add to it. I I say it sometimes to teenagers, is when they say I want to lose weight. I, I mean, and I didn't make it up. I mean, I learned it during my training. 
why would you want to equate yourself to zero? That aim of us all being a size zero, why do you want yourself to be a zero? Mm. Why mm. wouldn't you yourself? Why wouldn't you want yourself to be a number, whatever that number is? Right. And I, ju- I just, I don't even know how there's a size zero, to be completely honest it's with you. I think that's zero. a. I look at it and I'm like, it's a US thing. And I'm just like, how US did thing. anybody come up with that and just go, I'm a size zero? And it kind of, you know, it, it makes us beyond the, the discussion about weight, you know, when you, when we talk about losing weight, you're losing part of yourself. Like the whole focus is on losing you, becoming smaller, taking up less space, being less significant, being less loud, being, eating less, consuming less, all of that stuff. And it's like about diminishing you. Mm -hmm. It's not about fitting into a, and like an arbitrary size, a zero, whatever the hell that is. It's about completely diminishing you as a woman, as a girl who has so much power. It's about diminishing your power. And that is the biggest thing. Like, don't let anyone do that. Don't let a label on a pair of jeans do that. If that's what the the pair of jeans is doing, they're the wrong pair of jeans, basically, you know. It's just, it's insane. And, you know, like movements like the I-Way movement, you know, like I think are amazing, you know, with Jamila Jamil, making the focus about who we are as human beings, the magic of who we are as human beings, the magic of what we have to contribute to ourselves, to society, to like, it's just, that's where the focus has to be. Mm-hmm. And never on a number, whether it's on a scale or whether it's on a piece of clothing. Just, yeah, absolutely. So just that's that's my thing. You know, it's about, and I hope 2021 is the year to do that, right? It's just about going back to yourself, mm-hmm. going back to your soul, doing what makes you insanely happy and looking at yourself in the mirror and going, that was amazing. You're amazing. This is, I'm amazing, Cultivating that relationship with yourself. Um, yes. And instead of waiting for the world to give you admiration, give yourself that admiration. Instead of waiting for the world to give you love, give yourself that love. And then 100%. things kind of will align themselves. They do. They do. Don't wait. Don't <laughs> wait for anyone else to do it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Be there for yourself first and foremost and it just changes everything really mm-hmm. yeah um i prepared a lot of questions but i think we covered them through the conversations <laughs> and this was amazing i i loved it um do you have anything else that you want to add do you do you feel like you want to share any more wisdom <laughs> No, I just want to say thank you so much, Reem, um, for this discussion because it's kind of the first time that I've done it really to to really think about it and talk about it. And I'm sure as I reflect on it more, there will be, you know, more that comes out. I'm happy um, to do more of that. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I think this is an open conversation when we were emailing about what we wanted to talk about. I remember there was all kinds of things that were coming up. Um, this, is, this is very big because it's not only about how we look and that's what you're trying to say. It's about how we treat ourselves and how we view ourselves and how the world has made us view ourselves 
society, not in a, not with a bad intention, but that's what happened. And, and sharing stories of the difficulties that we've had, but also how we've been able to overcome it can be quite empowering and inspiration to other women who are going through the same story. I don't know a single woman who doesn't look in the mirror and feel like, uh, something, something is wrong with me one way or another. Um, right. If they're, they're skinny, they're too skinny. If they're um, curvy, they're too curvy. You're too tall. You're too short. You're too this, uh, the nose, there's always something. So everybody is uncomfortable with their bodies. Having this conversation of learning how to accept and love yourself, I think is amazing. And it's, it it is what, what, what is needed at the moment. And needs to be the loudest voice. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, Treat yourself literally as you would treat your best friend, as your most loved one, really. Because, you know, it's interesting. We have um we have an expression in Arabic, exactly. basically meaning if you don't have it, you, you can't, can't give it. So if you haven't spent the time to love yourself, then you won't be able to fully love anybody else. You know, because we'll always have that shame. We'll always have that that thing of that that we just can't accept. I think, I hope right now, please, if each one of us can take the time and just to sit with ourselves and be with ourselves and, you know, start and get honest and about how you feel in life right now. You know, I, I know we're in January and everybody's has started their New Year's resolutions and whatever. Throw out your New Year's resolutions. Don't do that stuff, okay? Do new day's resolutions, okay? So every day with the rising of the sun, which is a miracle in and of itself, honestly, I just can't emphasize this enough. Take the moment every day to to recognize and feel the miracle of what it is to be alive right now and to be in your body, to be the soul that you are, the incredible soul that you are in your own amazing body. And start with that intention and just kind of be like, okay, get curious about yourself and be like, what can I do with this amazing body today? How can I nourish this amazing body and soul today? And how can I be my best? Yeah. And adding to it, one last thing is that there's only one you. You are a you. There's never going to be another you. So instead of running after wanting to be like somebody else, just be yourself because that it, you are the most unique person ever. Just You're magnificent. You. Exactly. Exactly. You are here for a purpose. You are here to bring something amazing and magical to yourself and to the people around you. And there isn't a, you know, a second to waste. And, you know, so don't waste that time worrying about what you're eating, how you're eating it, whatever. Just if you start with that intention of how can I make the most of this incredible mind, body, and soul that I have today, it just, it takes care of itself. And then it just snowballs, literally. Like things change in a chain reaction. There's a domino effect that happens when you start with that intention. Exactly. How can I nourish my mind, body, and soul today, right? And then 
how can you share your gifts with the rest of the world? That's life <laughs> right there. Yes. You know, that is what, why life, you know, how to live life. Personally, that's, that's what I think it is. I think this is a great message and, and I hope you keep sharing um, your wisdom and, and your experiences. Um, I think this is, um, as I said, amazing and inspirational in, in that, that journey into um, self-care and self-love and, and muting or, or turning down the voices, uh, the external voices, and just listening to, you, to your body, to your soul, to yourself, and knowing what it needs and moving forward from that. That's, that's always um, a very good point to start, and it's very grounding as well. It is. It is. Exactly. And then you'll realize that you have an amazing story to tell yourself, you know, so that's how that's how that chain reaction just keeps going, because then you will realize your incredible story, who you are, what you're capable of. And then that just magnifies the beauty and the light of that just magnifies into the world. Mm -hmm. That is so true. I hope you keep. um <laughs> sharing with the world the beauty and my, your beauty thank you so much Reem I my appreciate pleasure. this so much my pleasure this has been my like a real real pleasure thank you very much for doing this let me know if you want to do more of that I think the conversation <laughs> is quite open and um, I feel that especially in the Arab world where there's a lot of emphasis on looks I mean I don't meet an Arab woman who I feel like we are a little bit more high maintenance than the rest of the world. Uh, but there's a lot of emphasis on looks and, and there's nothing wrong with that as, as long as it's, it's within the same uh, feeling of this is about me and taking care of myself rather than the, the outside world. So uh, it could be a nice conversation or opener to um, women in the region. Absolutely. Absolutely. Amazing. I can't wait for us to, to continue these conversations and to hear from others. And, you yeah. know, I want to he hear everybody else's experience around this and how they feel about it. And let's do that. Let's have those conversations. Thank you all for tuning into this conversation with Sally. I hope you found connection and inspiration in it. And thank you, Sally, for opening up about your struggles and your journey towards a healthier relationship with yourself and your body. Make sure you don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Tune in next Friday with a new guest and a new journey, only on Kun, The Journey to Be.